Hello, welcome to Overburden, the podcast for postal workers. I'm Kevin Hitchings. And I'm Brandi Hughes. Today we're going to talk about the new Disability Supports website. Um, if you're wondering where to find it, you can find it on cupw.ca. Or go to disabilities-support.ca. Sorry, disability. I think it's a disabilities. Yeah. Disabilities-supports. Supports has an S. .ca. So this is a website, a web tool, uh, built by CUPW and UPCA PSAC um, Child Care Fund. Yeah, so basically the idea here is that if you're, you or your family is seeking um, assistance with really anything that, that you're struggling with, you can, you can search by topic, you can search by location, and you can even set like what range you're willing to travel to find support services mm-hmm. for a wide range of issues. Yeah, like maybe you have a kid with autism or uh, maybe you recently had surgery and you just need help getting around, that kind of thing. So these are all web sources. This is available to anybody. Anybody can come on here. Don't have to be a member of PSAC or CPW or anything else. Right. Um, this is very different than the EFAP, the Employee Family Assistance Plan. Um, that's where you phone in, you talk to an individual, you get counseling sessions, you get advice, you can get referrals uh, to other services. That's what this website mainly is, is referrals to services. And these aren't necessarily uh, free or paid for services. Some of them might cost uh, money, but a lot of them are are funded by either your, your government. I'm just going to click on one of the random things here. Um, chronic health, for example. Hmm. And then I'll have a whole list of uh, possible things, uh, AIDS, HIV, allergic conditions, arthritis, bone joints, uh, conditions, cancer, benign growth, COVID-19, all the way down to uh, thyroid conditions, uh, metabolic conditions, all kinds of things listed here. You you might have already heard of this website if you're you happen to be part of the social steward network they sent out um an email to many of us uh, i think it was about a month and a half maybe two months ago asking us to explore the website and then respond to a survey on what we thought about it and if you haven't already had that experience please go and find the website and and just check it out like even if you're not looking for something now it doesn't hurt to be familiar with it and if you're a shop steward or a member of your local executive, it can really help you to, to help your members to find resources that they might need. It's kind of similar to the 211 websites. Yeah, it actually says in the About Us section of the webpage that it was helped or built with support of the 211 system. Uh, they partner together. So it's really the two unions and 211 together building this site. Yeah. It's just really a, a site where you can come to for any any use, really, uh, and just find help for any kind of medical issue, mostly, but uh, disabilities. So when you do a search, it will list um, possible, well, it will list um, applicable services in your area, um, or it, perhaps in a wider area, if you so choose. And uh, it'll give you a brief description of what's available and then a contact information. So a phone number or an email that you can contact or even an address where you can go. It might be worth noting that some services might have qualifying criteria in order to access them. 
So obviously you, you would need to, you or your family member would need to have the condition that they are ser- serving. And uh, I know I know there are some services that are specifically for uh, or made accessible to lower income or um, certain groups of people. Another important thing is this site doesn't offer any support or help itself. It directs you to services that provide that help and support. Right. Um, which again, totally different than the FAP who will normally help you if they can. They, of course, will often send you to other services if they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good for people who uh, maybe are a little reluctant to talk to someone about their condition or a little more private about their condition. For sure. Um, things like addictions are, are in here. Depression and mood is under mental health, which I would assume would cover uh, suicide or self-harm. So there's a few different ways you can search this. Like like we said, you can uh, put in your location and search by your keywords or your topic. Uh, but you can you can choose to sort the results by proximity or by the most... Uh, complete match to what you're searching for and I noticed there's also a little checkbox there where you can remove digital services so if you don't if you want an in-person service that's what you want to select which I think is great that they do include digital services here though because a lot of directories will be one or the other Mm -hmm. Uh, and this kind of gives you everything so like I say maybe you're reluctant to talk to somebody about something you can start online but then you can go to the same place to move on to something else if you need to Mm-hmm. It's also interesting that you can pick which service language you want it in. So maybe you're a French speaker or maybe you're a recent immigrant. And, uh, oh, they only have English and French. Yeah. Darn it. Maybe that's something they can work on in the future is getting some more uh, languages available. Um, I know maybe there are parts in Canada where they don't have services available in a lot of different languages, but... I feel like that's probably a a growing thing. Yeah, there's a few different ways. You can go into the menu of the site, too, and just search by condition, search by program, instead of using the search field if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of neat in that the information is laid out in different ways. No matter how you you come onto this site or how to navigate the site or how you're used to using a web page or if you're not used to using web pages at all and you're not sure what you're doing, you're going to find what you're looking for just by clicking around. Mm-hmm. which is really kind of neat. I, I also like the map option. So once you find the, the list of services, you can just click on that, you know, view on the map button, and then it can help you kind of determine if that's really um, reasonable for you to travel there or if it's on your way to somewhere else, right. um, especially for people who maybe don't have a vehicle or are reliant on um, public transit. It also has a, a page for spread the word. Um, which I think would be great to put on your local's Facebook page if you have anything. There's a links right on the bottom there to email this to someone, put it on Facebook or your Twitter page. If your local uses social media like this, uh, not a bad idea just to put it out there every once in a while, link to it once a month or two, just so people have it. Um, same thing with the EFAP. Uh, not a bad idea just to remind people that's out, out there. And uh, again, the EFAP is very comprehensive. It'll help you with financial issues if you need to relationship issues um this site here is specifically for uh disabilities 
So it's not quite as comprehensive, but it handles things in a different way. And sometimes that's all people need is a different way to access services. Um, mm -hmm. It can be tough going out and uh, having to phone somebody and talk to somebody about it. And especially when you're not sure who you're talking to and they're going to call you back to make an appointment, which can be nerve wracking. Here you can just go on, find the specific service you need and go directly there. Again, may or may not be free like EFAP is, but it at least gives you those options. Maybe that would be another good search parameter is um, by cost. By cost, yeah, if there's something. Uh, yeah, a little hard to maintain because you never know what's going to change. That's true. Um, and I'm sure there are a number of services that the cost could change mm -hmm. frequently. And uh, maybe maybe that's a lot of work to keep the website up to date. I think, again, there's tons of, of subcategories. But I'm just going to list, the uh, I think, 10 main areas they have here being autism, brain and nervous system, chronic health, communications, hearing and ear, intellectual, learning, mental health, physical, seeing an eye. And obviously things like mental and health and physical, they're going to have a lot of categories in there. Yeah. So most of what you need is going to be here. Uh, there's no way, of course, they can cover everything. And uh, this doesn't diagnose anything either. Uh, but there are links to services that will help you diagnose. I clicked on a couple of the mental health things and the first link on some of them was uh, diagno diagnostic services, I guess. Of course, we should point out there's a disclaimer on the site too that none of these, the site is built as a directory. It doesn't control any of the services. So they could change here or there. They could disappear. Uh, I'm sure they'll update the directory, uh, but we don't control any of the content. So it's really links outside of the service of course um we do have links to other things like two on one which is a similar uh type site do a lot of directories and, and ways to contact them you can call or email uh two one one if you need things like that one of the neatest things on the site actually is something that you know i think should be standard on all websites um they have a little tab uh, like the little abilities symbol on the side and if you click that a little tab pops out um with ways to customize the look of the site, uh, you can just click it, change the contrast, so the coloring of the page changes. As for dyslexic, uh, I'm not sure what that does. It changes the font a lot. Uh, I guess maybe people with dyslexia just read different fonts or different spacing better. It definitely puts more, they call it kerning, I think, space mm. between the letters. Of course, these are all visual things, just ways to change the, the look of the site. Um, text size, of course, you can make it bigger or smaller. It's funny, they do have one at the bottom too for disabling animations. I don't see any animations on the site, so maybe something's coming. Uh, who knows? It might just be the way the, the menus pop out. It might be too fast to see or something, but uh, it's there. But it's kind of a neat thing. Uh, something I think all websites should have is, you know, contrast flipping and stuff. Um, I used to be a web programmer for a little while, do a lot of web programming. And that kind of thing is very, very, very easy to slip into the code. So it's kind of a, a nice example of how uh, a site should work to be as inclusive as possible. It's also a pretty minimalistic site. You don't get a lot of, you know, the animations I just talked about, not a lot of graphics and stuff. Right. So it should load. Uh, we've looked at it on both our cell phones. Uh, Brandy has a, uh, an Android phone and I have a better phone. <laughs> so, and it uh, looks and works great on both. 
and pretty quick uh fast loading of course because again it's minimalist they it's about getting the information to you not about looking fancy right i mean it, it's pleasant to look at but it's not it's not gonna get slowed down by by graphics oh yeah it's definitely not ugly and it's not like antique or or, or clinical looking in any way uh still a nice nice looking site but it's just not bogged down with with things that aren't necessary either so i'm saying Mm-hmm. I think the best thing to do would be to just uh, click on it again. It's disability-supports, with an S, dot C-A. I think the best thing to do would just be to go uh, browse it for a few minutes, familiarize, familiarize with the site. Uh, it's going to be a pretty short episode. There's not a whole lot we can say about it, I think, other, unless we drill down on a bunch of individual issues. Um, but again, it's really neat because it works for any location. And if you don't see what you need, you just, you know, gradually increase the area until you do so it should work uh, you know to different degrees obviously uh, in different areas of the country depending on the specific service you're looking for but it should be you know a good tool for finding the nearest service uh, of anything and of course it's not going to be 100 percent all-inclusive it's not going to list every service in your area uh, mm-hmm. that's just not possible uh, but uh there's enough flexibility in the site and the search parameters that you should be able to find what you're looking for. So yeah, I'd recommend any shop steward, social steward, anyone just interested at all, come on here and maybe just browse it for a little while, get familiar with the site and, you know, just make it available when, when uh, people ask yeah, for any issues. As a shop steward, I get asked about all kinds of crazy oh, yeah. health, mental health issues, things like that, uh, you know, and I can sometimes help them. My sister's an addictions counselor. I've used that a lot. And, of course, the EFAP, things like that. I've called it with people. But, you know, any any tools you can have, whatever. Sometimes just having the same tools with a different way to access it can make the world a difference for, for a person. So this is just one more thing that I think everyone should have in their arsenal. So, yeah, check out the website. And if you have any questions or comments for us or or any <laughs> possible future topics for the podcast, we'd love to hear them. Send them to us at overburdenpod at gmail.com. Yeah, another short one. Uh, so we'll spare you having listened to us too long this week. And we'll talk to you in another two.